Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to CEO on the go, or welcome back to CEO on the go. If you've been listening to the last few episodes, which I hope that you have been, the last couple of episodes have been really fantastic. The most recent one with Daniel Burris, he's one of the world's leading technology futurists. That one's gotten really great feedback. The title of that is Using Hard Trends to Accelerate Growth. Um, And I've also had really positive feedback on the one before that with Rick Bowers, where we talked about returning to the strange new world of work. That was the title of that episode. So if you haven't heard either or both of those, you might want to check those out. Both guests shared a lot of thought-provoking ideas to help you understand what's changed through the pandemic how to figure out what to do now in your leadership role, and how to anticipate the future. You know, a lot has changed with organizations, roles, and people themselves. So anyway, I, I thought, gosh, what, what can I talk about next? How can I top that? And the truth is that, you know, I'm never at a loss for ideas to talk about on this podcast. Sometimes there are actually too many ideas based on what I know is going on with you. If you're a client that I'm working with or uh, a client that I've worked with in the past and just, you know, what I'm witnessing with organizations in general. So I always try to stick with what I think is most timely and relevant. So as I was thinking through these possibilities, I found myself saying, well, I could talk about topic A, or or no, maybe it's topic B, people really need to hear that, or it could be C, but that one's too boring, I'm just bouncing all over the place. So the irony is that I landed on the topic of overthinking, since that's what I'm doing with my topic selection this time. Analyzing can be really helpful if you're overanalyzing, it can be problematic, especially today during the pace of change that's happening so quickly as uh, Daniel Burris emphasized. So why is overthinking or overanalyzing even more problematic now? As I mentioned, change is happening so fast and your organization may be losing its competitive advantage if you're not keeping up, your competition is trying to move forward more quickly. Employees want to be a part of an organization that's leading their industry and where they see forward movement. Your customers, clients, patients, whoever you serve, their needs and their expectations are shifting. So it's almost like you don't have a choice. It's coming at you from all angles. You can't not change at this point. You have to do things to help you make decisions more quickly and move forward faster. And then on a personal level, your brains can only handle so much. We're trying to take in so much information, you know, to figure out what we need to do, how to make decisions, concerned that that you might miss an opportunity. So today we'll talk about both the team context, if you're working with a team that's overanalyzing, kind of stuck, not moving as quickly as you would like. And I'll also talk about the implications in a personal context. If you find yourself overthinking, or maybe you're working with, with someone who seems to be struggling because they just can't make that decision. I'll cover some of the reasons for that, some of the solutions that you might want to try, and then some final tips before we wrap up today. One little fun fact to mention is that research shows that women tend to ruminate more than men. 
So it doesn't matter who you are. We all go through periods where we just feel like we're kind of stuck in a loop and not able to get the momentum that we need. So if that describes you, this episode should really speak to you. Starting with the team, the team context, maybe you're working with analytical types. And so, you know, it's important from a leadership perspective to make sure that you are the reminder to them of why they're doing what they're doing. Because it's easy to continue to take in data, especially if you're already prone to do that, if it's kind of how you're wired to want to keep learning and assessing information, then it's hard sometimes to see where is this taking us? Why are we doing this? So from a leadership perspective, be sure that you're reminding them about the purpose and and what the reason is behind it. Something else that you can do is to acknowledge that they want that information. If you're trying to just push them to get a result, but they're pushing back saying, wait, we don't have enough information, at least acknowledge that you understand that they have that need to get the data, to do things the right way. So many times frustration can happen, conflict on a team, just because someone feels like they're not heard or understood. We talk about that a lot in other episodes. The other thing is to limit the timing so that if you are data gathering and you're trying to make a big decision and you told team members we need to really look at these facts and information, make sure that you give them some kind of deadline. It may be by this Friday, we'll see what we've come up with so that it it can put a limit on it instead of this kind of um, ongoing (laughs) exercise where they're constantly finding new new ideas and new data to bring into the decision-making process. Something else that you might want to consider is creating a decision filter. And that's really helpful because that way you know in advance what the criteria will be to help you make that decision. Too many times I see organizations floundering because they haven't decided in advance what's most important to them in making that decision. Whether it's a strategic move like, you know, taking on some kind of new market or developing a new product or service, or if it's just making a new hire even, sometimes they're not even clear about what the real decision-making criteria should be for that. And then finally, when you're working with analytical types, watch your words. People who are more analytical don't like words like estimate or guess. (laughs) They like something that's a little more certain. So the more you can talk about facts, the more they appreciate that. So just, just watch your language if you're not aware of what their preferences are. On a personal level, I thought that I would just start by looking at some of the most common reasons that I observe why people seem to be stuck in analysis paralysis of some kind. One is fear of making mistakes. So what can you do to help someone else or yourself overcome the fear of making mistakes? A couple of possibilities might be to focus more on past success, to remind yourself of the successes that you've had. Make that your focus instead of what you're afraid of. You might want to write down possible future outcomes that would be good outcomes based on whatever it is that you're doing. Sometimes I'll see a person that wants to take an action because they they think it will get a specific result and they're concerned that it may not get that exact result, but there could be some other positive outcomes that they haven't considered. So when you think about that in advance, it can help you make the decision more easily and take the action that you need to. Another issue is overreacting to criticism. 
you might have difficulty with that. I, I talk to a lot of people who admit that they usually have high standards for work performance themselves, and they get really frustrated with others who don't demonstrate that. So just be careful if you think that your way is the correct way all the time. Some of the solutions to overcome that would be listening without evaluating someone else's comments. Um, you might want to want to take a mental, you know, internal note to say that's interesting or that's a possibility, but to to guard against making some kind of immediate negative response. And then finally, one other reason that you might be stuck is that you're seeking all the facts, emphasizing the word all, because you want to be prepared. You want to avoid mistakes. Maybe you need extended time to get tasks done. So like we talked about before, it might be helpful to have a certain timeline that you set for yourself. Like I'm going to get this done. I'm going to see what I can evaluate by the end of the day or end of the week, setting the parameters on what you're looking for. And then also looking at the risk factors, evaluating the importance or the risk factors regarding how much information is actually needed. Sometimes it may not be as much as you think. So to ask yourself how much information is actually needed as opposed to what is all of the information that we can get. So those are just a few ideas to think about. And then too, a few tips to consider some other methods, if you will. And these are some that I've, I've used myself. Even if you're not an overly analytical person, sometimes you get to a point where there is a tough decision that you have to make and it is not easy. And so you don't really know how to think through it, how to work through it. So I'll cover five tips to make it a little easier for you. One is to put your thoughts in writing. A lot of executives that I work with find it helpful just to brainstorm, kind of free flow writing all of their concerns, ideas, solutions. It just kind of gets it out of their head and onto paper. So that can be a cathartic approach and it can actually give you more clarity that you need when you're trying to think through something. So I encourage you to try that as an exercise if you've never done that. One variation of that that's kind of cool uh, for some of you might be to write as though you're having a conversation with uh, wise counsel or higher power or your inner self. Like if you were talking to someone who really knew you well, you create that dialogue. So you might want to write a statement like, I'm having trouble making a decision about fill in the blank. And then you write whatever the response would be coming from that kind of wise counsel, if that's not too woo-woo for you. But I would be remiss not to include that as something new for you to try if you haven't. It's a unique way to have a conversation with yourself to create the clarity that you need. All right. Number two is to identify a new focus, even if it's temporary. You know, it's hard to think about two things at once. So pick something that's more energizing or more productive for you to concentrate on, at least temporarily. It'll give you a break from the other issue that's been eating you up. And so you can get out of your head for a while. Um, you know, if you're worried about competition, focus instead on client results. If you're dwelling on people who are not performing well in your organization, focus more on the peak performers and what you might do to support them or just do something mindless. The whole idea is to give your mind a break from whatever it is that's continuing to be such a negative or consuming focus. Number three, reframe your issue. I talk a lot about reframing. 
So in, instead of saying, what if we lose that account, ask, how can we keep the client? Instead of how can we keep from being so distracted in this healthcare system, all the changes going on, ask, how can we become more focused on patient care? Instead of thinking about what's burning me out, think about what could energize me. What could I look forward to? Keep your focus on positive potential outcomes. Write out what those might look like. Number four, this is a great coaching question. Whenever you feel stuck and you're not getting the traction that you need, you might say, what would help me work through this issue more easily? You know, and to just pause, that's a really great question. And a lot of times clients will come up with something. Well, I need to talk to Joe or I need to put this on the back burner for now. Or there's this other piece of information or this question that I need to have answered. So sometimes you really know what you need is just having that question to prompt your thinking. And then finally, number five is finding some kind of thinking partner, someone, you know, from inside, if you trust them or outside to just process whatever it is that you need to think through. I love talking out loud with another person to help get the insight that I need. Just getting objective perspective on the issue can be so valuable. So I encourage you to do that if you feel like you're just too close to the situation. So to those of you who need to think it through, understand that you can get to a point of diminishing return. Only you know, you know, when it makes sense for you to pull the trigger on something and make that decision. But I think you can do it with more confidence knowing that you've given it the attention that's reasonable. You've done the research. Um, again, in these times, you don't have time to wait and overanalyze so many of the details that you may have had the opportunity to do in, in the past. You're just going to lose opportunity. So I challenge you, if you've been overthinking something, to go ahead and make a decision. It's that cloud that seems to be lingering over you. It's that distraction that keeps you from focusing on something more important. Or it's that idea that keeps you up at night. You know, and some people argue that that's actually the best time to do your best thinking when you sleep. Some people argue that you can tell yourself to come up with a solution to your challenge or your problem before you go to bed, like you can give it to your subconscious before you sleep. And that's actually worked well for me sometimes so that you wake up and you go, I've got that idea or I feel more confident about what I'm doing. So you might try that too. But my challenge is to go ahead, make the decision, be at peace with what you do, knowing that it will lead to an outcome that might surprise you and could be even more effective than you realize and could have even a more positive outcome than you might imagine. So hopefully you found some good ideas to think about and take action about today. Be sure to share this episode with someone you know who might be in analysis paralysis or who just seems to be thinking through things a little bit too much to the point where they may not be able to make that decision. I hope that this can be some inspiration for them to go ahead and feel comfortable plowing ahead. So connect with me on LinkedIn if you haven't done that already. Subscribe to this podcast also if you haven't done that already so you don't miss an episode. Continue to give me your feedback that helps me shape future episodes. And of course, you can rate the podcast, which helps me get the word out to other people who might benefit. I hope you have a great rest of the week making the decisions, the, the tough leadership decisions that you need to and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or a suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. 
So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time. Thank you.